0: A madam sends her escorts and some deadly dates, but there's a couple involved going on right here, though, and it's gruesome. This is Twisted and Law and Order SVU podcast. Hello, everybody. This is BD Rose. And welcome to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of the hit show, Law & Order SVU, starting from the first season, right? So you can hear us on Spotify or Anchor FM or on a WordPress website and stuff like that though. So how was your weekend, y'all? Man, I had such a busy weekend and shit like that though. Oh, man, I've been like working longer hours and all that stuff though. Oh sh man. I feel tired as hell, man. If you feel ti I feel like I'm Mike Marmaduke or or Hot Dog or something like that. I mean, my legs is tired, my knees is tired. Like I got them, like, like I got rust on my knees and stuff like that. Doing all the standing and walking around and stuff like that though. Yeah, you know, it's it's a little hectic, you know, it's like um uh, I had the feeling for, I had the cover for people who are cold out sick and stuff like that. And it looks like I, I feel like I'm catching a cold myself. But I don't I'm going to take care of myself. You know, I'm just going to sit down and just relax. That's what I need to do. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to go catch up with some more order news. You know, I mean, I don't want to waste time and stuff like that, though. So let's get into some, some more order news. All right, this is the latest uh, Law and Order news I'm gonna bring out here, and I just got news that, that they production started on the revival of the original Law and Order. That's why season 21. And from social media, like some Instagram and some Twitter, though they got like a couple of pit, pit pictures, and it shows you with that Anthony Anderson of Blackish, and that guy from Burn Notice, um, Jeffrey Donovan. They shooting a scene together somewhere in the city, like right around the projects. So right now, I, I I hope you're excited about that. You know, I'm a little excited because right now I'm coming with the cold, but I was hoping I was hoping that show would be coming back, you know, and break the record for 20 seasons. But I want to tell you that the spin-off show, SVU does it first. So with Law & Order coming back, you know, they're going to be put on a Thursday night schedule. It's going to be, like, complete. Like, the Law & Order Thursdays will be complete. And, it's like, it only shows a couple of pics um, of them shooting Law & Order again because Law & Order is back. And it'll come back on NBC on February 22nd. So, that's probably be after, like, the Olympics or stuff like that. And I also got some news that, um, that the uh, big girl Karen mind him from the practice. That she's gonna be playing uh, lieutenant on the Law Order revival, so she's replacing um, Van Buren. You know, Van Buren's over there shooting Chicago Mesh, so she's unavailable. And he, they already cast this guy from Hannibal playing the ADA. So, and I read that Sam Worthington is is negotiating to be back on the revival. So. We'll see what happens i mean right now law and order is back but you have to wait for a couple months oh yeah by the way you know i have almost been missing out on the law and order you know svu organized crime crossover i mean because i was working late man looking like maybe like <laughs> ah, man uh, I, I work early, but sometimes, you know, it's just that, you know, it's just I feel feeling for somebody, so I had, like, a busy day, day at work. I came home, and I caught the second half of the crossover, so, and today, I finally watched the episodes on demand, and it goes, you know, something with it's, uh, it's the trial Richard Wheatley, he's on trial, and next thing you know, Barbara is, like, putting Stable down on the stand, and then... Wheatley I mean he's that Asshole I mean he Probably like intimidating his Son stuff like that because he didn't want his son to Testify against him and all that shit though But Wheatley is suspected of killing Stable's wife and he denies it And he's blaming the, his wife And then the other guy Something like that it's just like This guy I mean he Wheatley is uh, creepy As shit you know and I don't know, man. And him working together with Barbara. I mean, Barbara came back. He got a beard. I mean, and Barbara was going to the dark side, man. Like the being star at uh, Star Wars and shit like that. Though I don't know what it is, though. And Vences was like that. She she been betrayed by Barbara and all that stuff. Turns out that then in the end, uh, there was a mistrial against Wheatley. So. hmm. That's, that's messed up though and uh, we go to the OC and it turns out that um, Eli, you know, save us, um, baby boy Eli, he's missing turns out he was in Jersey and he, hook, he hooks up with the older woman and then he, she brings him into her apartment and then they had sex and next thing you know, she's dead but anyway and then Eli was going over, going over to the bridge to commit suicide a cop saved his life and However though I mean, uh, Benson Saber they want to investigate Um What happened to Eli Because he, They say Eli killed this woman And it was hell But it turns out It was a big ass setup Because um Surveillance You know It turns out that the other guy Was smothering the girl to death And all that stuff though. And so They brought him in He told him It was Wheatley's idea It all goes down to Wheatley Now Turns out Um asked for Wheatley, Barbara tells him that there's not going to be another trial so Wheatley's ready to go and then in the end something happens and he was supposed to invite Liv, um, Stable was supposed to invite L- Benson to the um, you know like so little holiday family gathering but Belle brings out the bad news so we have to wait till January though. so I finally caught up with the um, I finally caught up with the shit, you know what I'm saying? With them watching the latest episodes of Law and Order SVU and the OC, so we have to wait till a new episode that's in January. So, right now though, we're gonna get to this episode where these um these uh these are uh, male escorts, oh, they get plunged in hotels and in. I'm going to tell you something that It has something to do with, um, ludicrous and what's your fantasy, but let's get to the episode. All right. Um, this is a uh, law and order SBU season two, episode 17 folly. And it aired on NBC on March 23rd, 2001. Okay, so it's after a couple of weeks off, though. They're back with a, another episode. So, well, the previous episode dealt with the runaway girl dealing with raves, and she getting involved in pornography, stuff like that, though. But, finally, though, it's something different, though. I mean, we're not talking about comedy here or stand-up and shit like that, though. All right? So, I'm going to get keep it short and sweet, though. I promise, all right? Oh, Now, I'm trying to get through this damn cold, skippy. So, anyway... Right, we were at the wedding reception at a hotel and then the bride and groom was taking pictures and the bride was asking which side we want to be. Le- left or right or something like that though. I don't know. And then, you know, kids running around and all that stuff. I mean, you got like several people posing, taking pictures, you know, for at the wedding and then all of a sudden um, a, a, a naked man who we later identify as Thomas Dowd right, he's comes in he comes in he just came from upstairs, he's stumbling, he's like, help me then he collapses on the floor. And then in front of like ten people, they were like gasping and shocking and stuff like that though. And you see one of the grooms, you know, covering his ass up with the jacket, stuff like that though. And so the guy so the victim is identified as Tommy Dowd. And which leads us to before they were famous. Now, who's the actor that's playing Tommy Dowd? Can you describe Jim? Blonde. Buff. Looked like she was in her 30s. We'll have a computer sketch artist. Come on down. Did she say anything to you? She wanted me to fight her for it. Said she liked it rough. So I went along. Did she at any time tell you to stop it? She told me to slap her harder. Make it hurt. I said that's not my scene, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. All right, that happens to be uh, Eddie Cahill, and um, and before and then that was um that was back in two thousand one, but I remember back in two thousand four, he had a role on the CBS franchise CSI New York. You know, is this like a spinoff from the CSI and all stuff? So it was like the like a second spinoff of the original CS, CSI franchise, and. He was he played a, detect, a cocky detective on the show on um, CSI. That's like a that's like a then feature CSI. Um, he played, you know, excuse me. He played a detective on CSI for probably maybe about maybe at least two hundred episodes. So before he joined CSI, though, he was on he made a guest appearance on SVU, and before that, he appeared on Fringe, and then he spent his time on stage. And he was born, and raised in New York, New York City. So. And he went to the Tisch School of the Arts. So, I mean, I was, at, I was at the Tisch School of the Arts trying to find the cat from Caswell or a sketch comedy show that didn't, that didn't get off the ground and all the stuff, though. So in this episode, though, he plays a victim. And you see he's walking, he's staggering in the hallway, butt naked. He's all bludgeoning and collapsing and stuff like that, though. So, all right. So, um, Next scene, later on, we have Sabre, Sabre, Detective Stabler arriving at the hotel. And Benson joins him. And when one of the guys Renzix do tell him that the victim is identified as Thomas Dow from Queens and he's 21 years old, and here comes this four headed Michael Jordan dude with the glasses and stuff like that, though. I mean, is he like a new character or something like that? I mean, this is probably maybe the first or probably last time to see him. And he plays this forensics dude, though, and he leads him upstairs to the hotel. It turns out. When when he when he get into his hotel room, it turned out he had sex with a prostitute. Fuck me, her, fuck me, her. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough about that. So you know, I know he was doing his thing, you know, getting his freak on, banging a hole, and then all of a sudden he got hit from something behind. He had, I mean, so I mean, maybe turns out maybe that the hooker beat his ass while he was fucking her. Oh my goodness, so. In the hotel room, when they turn off the lights and then they see like sperm all over the bed and the walls and stuff like that though. And then and Benson made a um line that says the earth move and stabler replied, And yeah, he sees the stars. So <laughs> oh, so this is a couple of lines of the show. Turns out that um yeah, I mean the, the you know the video you know, the victim he was having sex with some hooker at a hotel and all of a sudden next you know she hit him. Are we dealing with a violent prostitute going on around here? Hmm. don't uh, know. I mean, sometimes you know. I mean, I never seen a hooker being all violent and stuff like that though. But um, I think I uh, remember one person. You know, I'm not gonna get into that though. I mean, based on my experience. But that person was like bipolar shit, man. So, and then she was trouble too. So I'm I, mean, I want to get into that though. I made mistakes, so let's just move on about that. All right. Okay, so um, we, we go through we go through the opening credits, and uh, we in the hallway, and there's this couple though. Know, they told Benson Sandler that they heard screaming at the time that the guy was attacked though. So, I mean, this is what. Guess what? I mean. They were the witnesses, I believe, but I'm going to tell you this. This isn't the last time we're going to see them, stuff like that, though. Also, meanwhile, um, detectives Munch and Finn, though, they downstairs at the right at the clerk's desk, and they wanted to check all the guests who got here before he did it, that the hooker was young with them, and you know, stuff like that. And um lady working behind the desk, you know, she can't do that, stuff like that, though. So, they demanded her just to have you know, the checks and all that stuff, though. So, in the hotel, so they did the investi- or They're done with the investigation at the hotel. We in the squad room, and these guys over here they working on the they working on the pipes and the walls and stuff like that. But what these guys were doing is they was like doing check asbestos, and then Munch and Finn come in the squad room, and Finn doesn't like what he sees because I mean he will like the he Finn was asking what's going on, and Munch told him it was asbestos cleaning, and Finn was like. I'm not going to get any cancer-causing chemicals in my body. And then Munch replies, no worry. Your, your, your people will die of a, a stroke, heart attack, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke. And then Ben replied, or a bullet. <laughs> so turns out that um, they did a background check on um, Victor and the prostitute. It turns out that um, Tom, Tommy is the second victim. And the first victim that she attacked was like a, uh, some out of town businessman from another state, something like that, though. So they're trying to look and see if it was like a violent prostitute, something like that, though. So they get a call, ben, you know, Benson, Detective Benson, she gets a call and tells him that, um, Tommy is unconscious. Okay, so they go to the hospital, and, um, Tommy's in the hospital bed with his mama, and then she tells him, that, that that he was being mugged on Fifth Avenue and stuff like that though. And then her son to her saying, Mom, please. And then um Benson Stabler asked her to step outside while they interviewed Tommy. So the mother does. Cause I mean, the mother, she don't know what she done she don't know what his lifestyle is because she just assumed that he was being um being a bloody with the being mugged out on Fifth Avenue. So I mean, her mother doesn't even know about what he does, though. But what was he, what was Tommy doing at a hotel this time of day or this time of night? I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, I'm telling you, he wasn't bludgeon, he wasn't even got mugged outside the street on Fifth Avenue. He got his ass beat inside a hotel. So, and, um, so anyway, Tommy talks to Betsy Stabler saying that he hooked up with a lady named Joe and, um, she gave him the keys and told him to wait five minutes downstairs at the bar or something like that. And um, and then she told him after five minutes um, she told him she's gonna get herself ready and she tells him to meet him up, meet her upstairs in five minutes in the hotel room. And then when he got there, turns out that um, him and Jill was having like rough sex and shit like that though. And then all of a sudden, Tommy gets like he gets. Knocked out unconscious and all that stuff I mean, well, anyway, you no, know, he got beat into some kind of phone, and he's and all of a sudden he just ends up staggering, but they get in the hallway, collapsing and all that stuff. I mean, he was like badly injured and all that stuff though. So and tell you that I don't know like Jill. Let me tell you something. Jill, like rough sex? Okay, so we at the bar and then Benson Benson, Disabler, they show Tommy's picture to the black bartender, and he tells them that he's seen him with, like, um, different women, and they were much older. Yo, yo, that guy be dealing with MILFs? And you know what MILFs stand for? Mother, I like to F-U-C-K. You know what I mean, though? I mean, Tommy was into older women stuff like that, but, I mean, he wasn't, like, have a relationship though i mean he was getting his freak on yeah do you remember that missy elliott song and uh get your freak on and by missy elliott yo check this out this song came out that time when this episode aired you know he marched something like that you know get your freak on like that 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 I mean, shoot! Like, get your freak on! Get your freak on! Get your freak on! Get your freak on! Get- <laughs> oh man, my bag and stuff like that, though. So it turns out that um, the yeah, Tommy is an escort and all that stuff. Though. So so Beth and Steven tell Craigan news that Thomas is was sleeping around with a different woman. and like a, he like a, he's like a male escort and stuff like that, though, and. Benson and the stabler knew that Tommy lied to them because they believed that he was bugged on the street, something like that, though. I mean, but they, Benson and the already know that um, he was having sex with a woman at a hotel, and Tommy lied to him, saying that he got bugged and all that stuff. I mean, no, no, it turns out he didn't, Tommy didn't give him all um, the information, stuff like that, though. I mean, he simply told him he hooked up with a woman at a hotel. And but that's when Sable already found out about his business that he's an escort. So later on, they bring Tommy in an interrogation, and Tommy admits that he works for escort service and all that stuff. So they said it, and then and then he go he was um I mean the boss sends him out to date, and then and, and then the older are like the clients and stuff like that though. All right, so we're in the offices of um. Escort Service. And we I think it was Man About Town. Yeah, that's the name of the Man About Town Escort Service. That's the name. And the boss who runs it, is, her name is um, Leslie DeSantis. So she sends her um, escorts you know, dates and stuff like that, though. And Benson Slabler talks to Leslie and all, all the stuff, though. And then they mention something about Jill. And she told him that Joe was like out of state or nothing, something like that. I don't know what it is though. So and so, and so Leslie is talking to Best insanely in the office, and she told him she runs a legit business and what you recall, but I mean maybe Leslie is lying and stuff like that, though. I don't know what it is though. Now, turns out that um we, we back at the um, squad room, it turns out that the Jill was out of state at the time when when um Tommy was attacked though. But they got news from Craig that saying that another escort has been attacked and um, this time, he in a coma. So, the third victim, we back at the hotel and the third victim was ID'd as Victor Cole. He was an escort and the problem is that this guy's in a coma so this is getting a bit worse. So, Tommy was attacked, you know, he staggered, he was injured and right now you got Victor though, he's like ended up in the coma stuff like that though. So they went to sort of doubt that the Victor w- w- was lives in an apartment somewhere on Riverside Drive, him and his him and his brother share. So we go to much of so much and then talk to Victor's brother. He's like an art dealer. And he knows something about Victor or something like escort stuff like that though. I don't know what it is. So Dexy, you knows that he sees these little chairs and stuff like that. He was like these ain't mine though. I mean, these chairs like from 1929. I mean, he didn't even order it and all that stuff though. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Got the chin and I feel like I got, got it, my body be aching and stuff like that. I mean, I'm in pain. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, he Victor's brother, he didn't even recognize the furniture that he got, stuff like that, though. So I don't know. So meanwhile. Um, yeah, somewhere out on the street, Benson Saver talked to Miss Leslie again, Miss DeSantis, and she tells them that she five Victor for stealing her clients and stuff like that, though. And it's just like, um, and then she, and then, um, and then they tell her about they yeah, they they already asked her about Victor why he was I mean, he's being into a coma and stuff like that though. But I mean, she don't care much about Victor. I mean. Yeah, he she's accusing him of stealing the money and all that stuff. I mean, and Leslie tells him that he was offering like a thousand dollars off his service for services, his personal stuff, though. I mean, I don't know whether it's something like that, though. All right, we're back in Craig's office, office. Excuse me. We're back in Craig's office, and then Finn tells him that Vista received $75,000 on his bank account. It was somehow got me wired and stuff like that, though. So, it turns out that um, Victor and Tommy were involved with um, Mrs. Marshall, and then they took her, I mean, one of them took her out on like a date, escort like dates and stuff like that, though. So, Benson and Saber go to Mrs. Marshall's apartment, and, and um, they ask her about Victor, and, and um, Mrs. Marshall tells them that her and her husband were having some problems, and then he said that he would protect her. He would, um, like, uh, he's some, uh, you know, um, supporter, protector, or be loyal or stuff like that, though. But she also mentions that the, her husband cheated on her with a 20 something broad. So she decides to like, deal with a younger man, like get it even, stuff like that. I mean, this, her husband doesn't even care about her. All he cares about is uh, financial things. I mean, what makes him get mad because, say, when the stock market plunges or losing money and stuff like that, though? So, do you sound like the guy probably maybe doesn't even care about her wife that much, though? I mean, money could mess people's up lives and then maybe and shit like that, though. I don't know what it is, though. So, meanwhile, Munch and Finn talk to Mr. Marshall, and Mr. Marshall knows about his wife's affairs with the escorts like Tommy and, um, Tommy and Victor and stuff like that though so he already knows about this so I mean he worried about the money situation I don't know what it is though so so we back is um priest and it turns out that Tommy paid a $43,000 debt six months ago and he was doing that because um, he was doing escort service you know try to pay all the debts back and stuff like that and he's worried about his mother and stuff like that though so, and so Tommy is being questioned by Benson Stabler again. He um, tells him that um, he um, he paid like 26000 on the house and the rest to a mom, stuff like that, because I mean, they, they were struggling. So he decided to make SB just to work via escort. But he t- turns out another revelation. It turned out that. He has sex with his boss, Leslie. Oh, my goodness. dude, this dude game, dude was getting his freak on with his boss and all that stuff. I mean, yo, I'm telling you, these white people are so freaky, man. <laughs> We're in the Missy Elliott song. Bring it out. Okay, so um, so uh, it turns out that the times tells him. It turns out telling tells him that um. I mean, maybe that Leslie uh, beat um, Victor and got into a coma because he stole money from her, and um, and she sent Tommy out to deal with this uh, this hooker, and then he gets and then he gets assaulted and all that stuff. So so Benson Sabler, and the squad look into Leslie as a suspect because she's sending him out on like potentially deadly um, dates, risky something like that though. But however though, they get a call saying a hooker clever john with a baseball bat at a hotel so they apprehended the suspect so we in a lineup we got these five white women in the lineup though and um the bartender from earlier is there he couldn't even he couldn't recognize all of them so and he was let go so tommy comes in and he realizes it's not them so wasn't even there something like that though so um he couldn't ID all the um, women in the lineup, though. So per, that person's not there. So, however, though, Benson and Stable called into a lab because then they, because um, one of the lab ladies got shown something. So, went in the lab and, um, turns out that they found some, like, um, used credit, a used credit card, stolen credit card, and, um, and it turns out that um when a guy was having sex with a woman he was being from behind so it didn't make no sense that one person well, it doesn't make no sense that a hooker had beat him beating his ear from the back and stuff like that but it turns out that the hooker had a partner and what they doing is that they 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 do is that they play this role-playing thing where she pretends to be raped, and then the guy rescues her, and that's part of their fantasy. That's part of the fantasy, like a damsel in distress, they, and trying to save the woman from being raped or attacked, you know. And then they make love while the um, John is being bludgeoned. <laughs> oh, and be- Sable's so was like, "How sick is that?" Fuck me hard. Fuck me hard. I. <laughs> right now, bro, so we back at Craig's office, you know, the precinct though and, and they described and talk, talk about a couple though and they don't know who the couple is though, but however though, they were doing that role playing, it was everything was like a setup and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, somehow, you know this woman plays a dance on in distress while the guy hides in the closet waiting for someone to attack her and then comes out and beats the shit out of him but right now you got like Two, three men are assaulted. One, the businessman, Tommy, is in severely injured, and uh, Victor is in a coma. So, however, they had a separate room so they could clean up their own mess. So, Craig was like, we better call Skola. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so um, we in the office right now, and Skola's there. And, yo, check out Dr. Skola with the mustache. Yo, so he going around here. It's like, um, this is gonna be probably like the. This is JK. This is gonna be like JK Simmons' last appearance as Dr. Scola before he's being replaced by B.D. Wong. And the mustache he's wearing, though, he's probably getting, he's probably using wearing using that mustache for a role in one of the Spider Man movies. You know, the one with Tobey Maguire and all that stuff, though. I mean, that came out about that. Came out about next to the following year after this, this episode aired. So, Doctor Scola is sporting a mustache, right? He looked like the one of them guys from the, the one of them biker dudes from the Village People, like YMCA. You know what I'm saying? So, so Doctor Scola is talking to Professor Stabler, and they ask him, "Is some you know what Fale a Duke something like that? Some French word something like that though." So, it's like folly a deuce, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's like um, he also mentions that the couple got like shared psychotic disorder or something like that, though. Because they live in like a fantasy or something like that. And he also mentions it, it's addiction. It's like sex addicts and shit like that, though. However, Craigan interrupts them telling them that they found another victim. This time, he's dead. So, so so shortly 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 we're at another hotel and um the victim he is um he is identified as um Gregory Moore and it go had no record he said it turns out that um he was bludgeoned to death, right? So and he um used to attend uh college with Tommy and it turns out that um Gregory attended the St. Thomas in which Tommy dropped out. So they're trying to figure out if uh, Gregory knows Tommy and all that stuff, though. So they and Taylor do a Walker's talk outside, and then they talk about Tommy, if he knows Gregory, and then he's been lying all the time, trying to make ends meet and all that stuff, though. So Tommy is brought into the interrogation again at the precinct, and Tommy remembers Greg. Because you know the one that's got got yeah beaten to death by the the prostitute or the couple what you would call it. So he knows Greg because Greg came up to him and asked him to join him in his escort service and stuff like that. So, however, though he turns out that um, Greg was filling in for Tommy, and um, and if, if 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 he didn't fill in for Greg, Tommy wouldn't have been murdered or anything like that. So turned out that. Um, he Greg was doing your Greg was doing Tommy a favor, or something like that, though I don't know what it is, though. And um, tell so this escort this uh, older lady out, something like that. And next thing you know, Greg ended up dead, though. So, luckily, Tommy is, is still breathing, at least. Though, I mean, if he had if he haven't had Greg take his place, though, he wouldn't have been killed. So, he also mentions that Leslie, oh, owe, he owes, um. Leslie twenty eight thousand dollars, even though they're still sleeping together and all that stuff, though. So he also mentions that, um, yeah, and then he also mentions that, um, that you know I think it was uh, Victor stole money from her, and then he's being into a coma, and um, Tommy wanted to break out the relationship with um, the with the uh, Leslie, and then next you know he gets assaulted, so. The Greg situation come in though. I mean maybe he wanted out or something like that and it just I don't know what it is though. So he owes Leslie twenty eight thousand dollars. You know, um so later on we out somewhere like um outside the interrogation room, outside the office and cabins is there. And they and the detectives suspect Leslie as sending her escort escorts up on deadly dates. Cause they also mentioned that when um Tommy wanted um and then Tommy wanted to break off, you know, Tommy wanted to break off with her boss and then he get beaten. Then Victor he got and then Victor stole money from her. He's she, he, and she beat him into a coma stuff like that though. And Greg situation, he's dead. So this is getting out of hand. As Sable said earlier, saying that this is getting old. Now you got like four victims. You got the accountant who refused to play or get play the game, and then next thing you know is the ex- and you got the escorts. You got um Tommy and then Victor and Greg. They call like male hosts. <laughs> and speaking about the couple, we're gonna get the to couple to in a minute. So, however, though in Cabot, though she has this idea, you know, to have him have Tommy yes give have Tommy wired. To prove that Leslie is uh, like a pimp, because that's what she is. She's a female pimp or a madman, what you would call it, or something like that. Though, sending in her cl- her clients, sending her escorts to deadly dangerous clients. I don't know what it is though. So moments later, we in an interrogation room, and Kevin wants Tommy to wear wire, but he refuses. And then she tell Kevin tells him that she's going to be murder- murdering someone else, and all that stuff. So anyway. Tommy doesn't even have a choice, so we outside the apartment building and Benson and the stable are in the car and Tommy's wearing a wire and he's inside um, Leslie's apartment and um they could hear him talk having a conversation and then and then Leslie asked him why 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 he's so quiet. And then Tommy was like, Greg is dead. And then Leslie was like, I'm sorry about your friend Greg, but Victor, he got what he deserved. And then Benson Saber realized that they got her. So then next thing he you knows, and Tom, next thing he you knows, you know, I think um, Leslie's trying to put her hands on him. And all of a sudden, she was like, "What the hell, what the hell is this?" And Benson Saver knows that, they, that he that he she discovered the wire, so they have to race upstairs. And then when they got it got to the apartment, you could hear Leslie say, "You ungrateful bastard!" And then all of a sudden, Tommy starts screaming, and then Benson Saber, Saber barge in. They see Tommy being burned with boiled spaghetti on the floor and crying. And then next you, old and Slaley arrests Leslie's ass, though. And she tells him, screw you, and all that stuff. So they had to call them, you know, call the emergency, to get to the ambulance right away. It's all that stuff, though. So we at the hospital, and Tommy is in bed, suffering severe burns, and his mom by the side. And right outside the hospital room, Benson, Stabler, Cabot are outside waiting and stuff like that though. So Tommy Mother comes out and um she is upset because um what asked what happened and uh, the detectives and Cabot told him that um he was wearing wires uh, to bring her pimp or leslie in and she was upset about it. she saying that he he's not supposed to be doing that. You you made him you made him get hurt and all that stuff. And she asked him who authorized this, and Cabin admitted that she authorized him wearing wire. And Tommy's mom, he ain't happy about that, you know, Mrs. Dow and stuff like that, though, because she can't even trust the cops, and she just, like, walk away and stuff like that, though. Okay, so we're in Rikers Island, and um, Leslie's there in a jumpsuit, and she's there with a lawyer, and the law- Leslie's um, lawyer's like, where's the deal? Where's the deal? Where's the deal? However, Leslie claims it's a couple that she doesn't even know and all that stuff, though. And Cabot is knows she assumes that she's the one that killed um, Gregory and put Victor in a coma and attack and then hit her Tommy and all that stuff. And uh, of an accountant, but she But Leslie claims that she didn't kill nobody. So then the lawyers are like, I didn't hear the word deal. Let's make a deal and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, she, go Leslie knows there's a couple, but, you know, we back at the precinct, you know, they, they, they realized that uh, Leslie was right all along, say that the couple used stolen credit cards and all this, uh, all the stuff. So they told him that it's been like, um, purchased at some, it was been, um, they use some online credit thing and it's been billed online you know like you know pay you know like pay online stuff like that you know so it's like people when I like, when you go see someone in a webcam you know they, they, it's like a billing thing you know they bill you online stuff like that so sailor says that there, there's this office is firm somewhere in Manhattan where they deal with the bills and stuff like that so we're in the office of um where this office up think. I forgot the name of the office and all that stuff though. So um so Benson and Sabler is talking to an employee there, and um turns out that um they, they he uh, this guy mentions this guy named like um, Gary Sutton and he shows him to his office. So Benson goes in the office, she sees a picture of Gary's wife, Darlene, and right away she recognizes that he recognizes the woman she talked to at the hotel, that she was like her and her husband, they were like witnesses. So it turns out that the couple they interviewed earlier were the Suttons. Oh, so they wanted to, talk, they wanted to go and um, look into the couple of stuff like that, though. So that's stable, asked the guy that they need the address for the couple. And then he said, no problem. All right, so uh, we in the um, southern's apartment. They looking around, stuff like that, and no one was there. And um, when David goes to check the bedroom, Detective Benson finds us uh, an ID that belongs to a guy named Joseph Woodard. Yeah, that's uh, that's the he's the accountant. He's also the first victim. So say all you gotta do is just put the numbers stuff and stuff like that, though. So. They, moments later, Benson stable on the street, and then they got off the phone with Finn and Munch saying that the couple booked the hotel, which is like um and Terrace Hotel, something like that though. And then Munch and Finn will they're gonna Munch and Finn's gonna meet them there. So um we in the hotel room and then um Munch and Finn are there, they were asking for this um this girl named um Darlene Sutton, saying that you see any woman with somebody, and then the guy points guy sitting down on the table which he was identified as another escort so Benson and Stabler are there so the detectives they approach this escort service you know like he look like a guido type of thing though and then he shows her the picture of Mrs. Dow and he tells her that, that she's seen her like five minutes ago and she told him wait down here and then she gave him the key and shit like that and then Stabler tells him this is the luckiest day of your life. So they spared his life. So, okay, so best Benson's Slaver, they arrive in the hotel room, and <laughs> let me see, what was the couple doing in there? Fuck me Fuck me hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not doing that, though. Turns out, you know, the team come in the hotel room and dark, though. And then Darlene... Gets up. And it was like, who's there? And the detectives are like, surprise, bitch. And they got the lights on. And then, oh my God, Darlene was starless. Like, what are you doing here? And then next thing you know, that you know, um, Gary comes out of the closet, he's wearing nothing but his boxer shorts on, and then they arrested him. And then Darlene got mad, saying, You're supposed to save me, you bastard! And then next thing you know, Benson Sabler arrests her ass, and then Darlene starts grunting and stuff like that, though. So we're in an interrogation room at the, and then you know, next thing you notice that um Gary admits admits that it was all his wife's idea, so and it's like um she had she telling that she had this fantasy. I mean she has a problem, and she imagines that she wants like a hat. she she says that she um. Likes to have guys, you know, attack her while he saves her. He treated her like a prince. But it mean, looks like it, she's probably using him and all that stuff, though. I mean, for twisted as game, though. So, and then the husband is, you know, he feels bad about this whole situation and all that stuff, though. And then Craig, outside the interrogation room, Craig was like, I don't believe this. Well, however, Cabot said that um, the Darlene will get some Howard lawyer, and then She's gonna be get ends up gonna get off, and then while the, her man is doing 25 to life and stuff like that, though. So Craig was like, I wonder what he's fantasizing about now. So it turns out that the husband and the you know um Gary yeah, yeah, went, went along with this, So, I mean, with her wife's fantasies. It turns out maybe his wife was listening to Louis song, What's Your Fantasy? I want my mama to lick you to your head, to your toes. Mm-hmm. I want to get... You remember that song was a hit back in the early 2000s with Ludacris and stuff like that? And I remember when I used to work for his law firm, there was a guy, he had like braids, and he looked a little bit like Ludacris. So I called him Ludacris a couple of times, you know, as a joke. And next thing you know, he cut his braids off and stuff like that, though. So, <laughs> but I mean, let me tell you something. Uh, maybe um maybe Gary's wife was just listening to Louis Cressol saying, "Well, what's your, fa- what's your fantasy and all that stuff, all that sex shit and all that stuff going on right here, though." So imagine, I mean, I you get yeah, a bunch of white folks, so they wanna go and twerk to listen to Louis Christian and all that stuff, though. No, actually, no. Nah. I think the the wife's gonna tweet twerking while the husband be trying to do all the gang signs and shit like that, like a damn crip. All right, so we in this office, and then Darlene, she when she met Gary, she had this fantasy of um, like um, was like um, you know, have having some guy attack her while he when while his um while he rescues rescues her from being attacked, and says it turns her on. But I remember what the, I forgot to mention that the whole husband mentioned earlier saying that uh, he came home the other day and uh, he found his wife with the, you know, making out with the delivery man. Maybe he was about to, thinking he was about to rape her and all the stuff. So he attacked, he uh, pulled him off and they attacked him letting him go, something like that though. But this, this bitch is some cheeky shit, Darlene, because she it turns her on where she wanted like a Prince Charming just to save her and and she, Darlene says that he that her husband would die for her or something like that And yeah, that shit turned her on and stuff like that though and she tells them that they um, tried to get on with the accountant but the accountant didn't want to play along so she decided to go to escorts. And that's it, because they like an easy mark and all this stuff. So then they could play the game, like role-playing and shit like that, though. So, and then next thing you know is that when, when her, the escorts tried to rape her or attack her, you know, Kevin comes in and beats the shit out of them. And she's, like, proud of what she did. I don't know what it is, though. I mean, she had, like, her, a twisted fantasy gruesome um fantasy, bloody fantasy and shit like that. And then state, and they asked she asked Benson and Slaver if she could go home. And Sarah was like, You're not going home. You're going to jail. And then she she and then Darlene begins to worry saying the guards, the inmates, what are we gonna do to me? And all of a sudden she put her hands on Sayer, uh, she put her hands on Stabler asking him to protect her. She like, would you protect me, please? And Saber just staring. She like didn't say nothing. And I had to get, I had to laugh a little bit, though. I mean, next thing you know, is and then Sable didn't say anything. She like, she was asking him a question, like, would you protect me? And then Sable was like I got a long pause, like he didn't say anything. He has his like um jaw like half open and his mouth open or something like that. Next thing you know, of Black, executive producer Dick Wolf, and shit. That was funny though. It's like (laughs) I was laughing when the episode ended like that. Though I mean, (laughs) what will Stabler do? Will he protect her? I mean, he got Benson behind his back and shit like that. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. This 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 bitch is twisted. So. That's the end of the episode, and it was okay in my part. Okay, okay, okay. So there are like a couple of things that I left out in this episode. And, you know, the time he met Jill at a hotel, and um, he decided to go be an escort because um, he w- used to be, he lost his father a year ago, and then and then he was helping his mother with the dry cleaning service, but all of a sudden the, the job her job got shut down, and he almost got evicted out of the house. So he decided to make make ends meet is to be an escort, So like, because he needed the money. And um, the, and Benson asked if if he forced her to have sex. He claims he didn't rape her. He didn't know what set her off. So I missed out that stuff. I also missed out on Finn wearing the little face face mask. I mean, a lot of people they, they walking on the street with the face mask because of that uh, COVID. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, as he, if Finn's in the squad room with the mask on and much replied, "What's up, Doc?" That's referred to like Bugs Bunny stuff like that, though. And um, Benson, they uh, they moved Benson's desk. I mean, this is where people wearing the face masks is like. Um, what was going to happen was happening right now because back in two thousand one, Ben was wearing a face mask to prevent himself for asbestos. Right now, a lot of people on the streets wearing masks because of the, um the variant, you know, the jab and the, you know the poison juice and all that stuff. So, all right, um, I was just listening onto YouTube and I was listening to this um podcast podcast called Fanversation, and they got the these ladies though. So, they have like a Law and Order SVU recap podcast, and the host is this big girl called Yel Tigo, and I like big beautiful women though, so I want to give a shout out to Yel and the other girl that she looks a bit like Kelly's, the sister. So I'll be listening into um, every week, and I listen to them breaking down episodes of um, Law and Order SVU, but they're not doing organized crime, so. I want to give a shout-out to Yael T. If you're listening, I want to say thank you. And um, you could go to YouTube and just type in "famversation," and then you can find these ladies recapping episodes of Law & Order on their podcast, which I'm doing right now. All right? So right now, my hands feel cold. Like I feel like I'm being in Alaska and shit like that, though, man. Like, come on, y'all. Uh, and then the projects, this is like it's just a shitty place. So... I'm going to wrap this up, but next week, right, we're going to be bringing in a case for Detective Munch and Finn. So it's going to be the Munch and Finn show, and the case focuses directly on them. So listen to that next Monday on my podcast. Alright, so and with that, I want to say thank you for listening, and um, Order in a Lord Twisted, a Lord Order SV podcast. You can hear me on Spotify or Anchor FM or WordPress. Alright? And we are on every Monday. So I I'm, and I'm this is a one man show. Oh yeah, by the way, I wanna have that interview with Neil Bear, the showrunner, and I want to ask him a few questions. So if you're listening though, I'm gonna keep on trying to see if I can find it though. Alright so I'll see you This is Beating Rose and I'll see you next week And this program has been recorded